0: Hello everybody and welcome. You are listening to the Power Hour here at CJLO, 1690 AM in Montreal. My name is William Power. I'm with Dominic Demeester. Happy American Thanksgiving to all our Americans out there. We got a triple header today as you hear our voice. Man, I love American Thanksgiving. Tough that I got to work on the Thursday. It'd be cool to have these uh, these days off, but I'll catch some of the games tonight. Dom, to American Thanksgiving, uh, good old-fashioned, you know, a lot to be grateful for sit back have the turkey and uh, you know watch some good football i love love this time of year in the nfl
1: amazing time in the nfl to be had during thanksgiving three big games back to back to back what a great way to celebrate can't wait to talk about this week's games so let's yeah. get it started
0: let's get started Dom. let's jump into last week white right away Unfortunately, look, we've talked about the injury bug, Dom, from the start of the season. And, and this weekend is this week, I should say, is absolutely no different. Thursday nighter, great game. Bengals, Ravens, everybody was hyped. Joe Burrow on the sideline, you saw um, at the, during the middle part of that game, just couldn't grip the football. And I looked at my dad, Dom, and I said, Joe Burrow's done for the year. It Something just didn't look right. It didn't sit right. They ruled him out for the game. Tore ligament in his wrist. Joe Burrow, franchise quarterback, star of the NFL, face of this franchise, is going to be done for the year. Not only did they lose the game, they lost Burrow, a huge, huge blow to the Bengals. There was more injuries that we'll talk about, but this is really the big and and predominant one that happened this past weekend. Man, this is tough. You know, he's coming off an injury. And he was having a tough season, finally got things going, and then had a strange loss. It's been an up-and-down season for the Bengals, and now it's just seemed to be plummeted at this rate. It's going to be tough to see this team try and turn it around. And, yeah, really, really sad news. Super unfortunate, especially for a baller like Joe Burrow. But, yeah, Joe Burrow, torn ligament in his wrist. He's going to be done for the year. And, you know, prayers up for him, and hopefully heals up in the offseason
1: ice pack burrow is gone wow i mean joel burrow don't get me wrong he's a great football player but this guy has been injured often in his career and i must say cincinnati you know as a franchise the beginning of his career they didn't really protect him the offensive line obviously wasn't the greatest they finally kind of like patched it up this year but you know what cincinnati has bad luck at the quarterback position Poor Joe Burrow is going to be sitting on the sidelines. And, wow, this just opens up a lot, the AFC. Yep. A lot of teams were in it to begin with this year. You know, we saw Aaron Rodgers go down. Now we're seeing Joe Burrow go down. It's going to be the war of attrition. Whoever survives all the way through the season, you know, I'm telling you, William, this is going to be a very bizarre season. I have a feeling that the winner of the Super Bowl will be somebody that just happens to make its way quietly but surely and rides the momentum of a winning streak. It really will be that. And uh, a team like Cincinnati, you know, very talented from top to bottom. We thought this team definitely was going to make the playoffs. These still can. They're going to go with Jake Browning. I don't know how this, this guy is going to be, you know, a B quarterback, let's be honest. And does, mm-hmm. does Cincinnati have enough offense to really, you know, carry this team? They do. It's going to basically be the Joe Mixon show. Now, they're going to need more than Joe Mixon. Nate. They're going to need Jake Browning yeah. to be actually a really decent quarterback to manage the Cincinnati Bengals. Can he do it? They're sitting at five and five, William. I don't know. It's going to be tough. What are your thoughts? Can the Cincinnati Bengals still make the playoffs with Jake Browning?
0: Well, look to you know to look at it uh, the bright side. There's obviously two sides. They cancel make the playoffs. You look at Jake Browning, and like he was drafted, so he's undrafted free agent in 2019. Entered in the NFL, he's already 27 years old. So you kind of picture him as a rookie just because he's never really played. But no, he's 27. He learned behind various quarterbacks. It's gonna be tough. Um, you know the if if ever you want to be a backup quarterback, you want to be in this offense. You want to have receivers like Chase. Higgins, Boyd, and a running back like Mixon. And Mixon has finally gotten it going, like you just alluded to. It's gonna be tough. My my honest opinion right now is I think the Bengals just missed out the playoffs. But this team is not a team that you write off. They're well coached. I do like them. And I yes, their their season is not done. Are they Super Bowl contenders now? I don't think so. Can they squeeze in the playoffs? They can.
1: Yeah, it's gonna come down to matchups, matchups, matchups. All these kind of like funky divisional games are going to be absolutely important in this entire AFC North. From top to bottom, I mean, Baltimore obviously currently is kind of like the best team in the AFC North, but Pittsburgh and Cleveland, you know, with both those defenses, you never know on any given Sunday, they could show up and win a football game. So it's gonna be tough, but you know, with everybody hurting right now, I have to admit Cincinnati has a decent football team, so they could squeak in like anybody else.
0: Well, Dom, speaking of Cleveland, they come up with a 13-10 victory with rookie quarterback Dorian Thompson Robinson, DTR as I hate to call him, coming away with the victory. Bigger news here, obviously, Deshaun Watson done for the year. It, it's unbelievable. You know, Deshaun Watson done for the year, bro done for the year. We've already had Daniel Jones, uh, a ton of guys. And we're not even talking about, uh, you know, non quarter We're just talking about quarterbacks at this point. We're not talking about non-quarterbacks. We'll talk about this game, but Deshaun Watson here done for the year. I'm curious to see who, who you know, ends up as starting quarterback for the Cleveland Browns. DTR looked pretty good in preseason at times. He had glimpses and he plays with, with a lot of fire. That's why like, he's a passionate guy. And, you know, in this game, He didn't have great stats. He got the team the win, uh, 13-10 over your Pittsburgh Steelers. But yes, um, unfortunate news there. Deshaun Watson done. And man, these quarterbacks are are dropping like flies.
1: Yeah, these quarterbacks are dropping like flies. And what's happening is that these offenses become very predictable. It seems like a guy like DTR cannot really pass the ball too much downfield. He's going to have to use his legs and be extremely athletic to keep Cleveland in football games. Don't get me wrong. I too thought in preseason, he impressed me Mm -hmm. and Cleveland's going to have to be very good in their coaching staff to really open up that playbook for him to make him very comfortable. Again, defense wins championships. And for whatever reason, you know, Cleveland, even though they lost, you know, the best running back now, their QB With that defense, you just never know. It's going to take a big winning streak, but right now they beat a really good Steelers team on defense. So somehow DTR found a way to beat the Steelers. But the Steelers on offense, it's just atrocious. I mean, Kenny Pickett, you You know, I'm sorry to say, folks, this is a bust. I'm, I'm calling it right now. I'm a Steelers fan. The Mm -hmm. sooner we get away from Kenny Pickett, the better off we'll be. There's no more excuses. We have what we have in Kenny Pickett. If a guy cannot even throw a slant pass in the (laughs) NFL, a slant pass. I mean, we're talking about, in my opinion, the easiest throw. This is how I'm seeing the Pittsburgh Steelers. They're really fabricating this offense to minimize the inabilities of Kenny Pickett's play. The only thing this guy's got going for himself right now is his confidence in the fourth quarter. But you know what? That needs to be the perfect game where the Steelers obviously are in the game and somehow Kenny Pickett gets soft defenses that he faces in the fourth quarter and he capitalizes like basically any quarterback could technically do. So, but honestly, the Steelers are sitting at six and four. If they make the playoffs. Can they win one game? Sure, they can win one game. Everybody can win one game. Can they win the Super Bowl? Absolutely not. Both these franchises are going to be in it hard to make the playoffs. Can they both make it? Yes. Are they going to be relevant? No.
0: You know what? It, this is a similar situation to what I, I like to compare the New York Jets. Zach Wilson isn't him, and they should have pulled the plug on him a long time ago. Finally, Salah and the, you and know, the offense, or I should say the coaching crew, decided... That's it. We've seen enough of Zach Wilson. He will not be starting this Friday, Black Friday, when they play the Dolphins at 3 o'clock. It will be Boyle. Similar situation here. I think the plug needs to be pulled on Kenny Pickett. Look, does that mean he's never going to see the field again in Pittsburgh? No, it doesn't. See what you got in your backup quarterback. See what you got in Trubisky. I mean, you kind of know what you got, but let's just see if you can provide some spark to this offense. You know, feed the ball to... um Pickens there. You have an incredible receiver in George Pickens. Keep running the ball. TJ Warren's done a a good job. And he's honestly seemed to be RB1 now over Najee Harris. But you you got got to admit when you made a mistake. And the Jets took too long to admit that they had an issue with Zach Wilson. It was always, you know, we can contend with him. We have a good defense. Let's trust in him. No, it's great they made the move now. But it is a tad bit late in the season. I don't see the Jets doing much. And look, Aaron Rodgers, I doubt it's going to come back let's you know pray and hope that he does i think it's a little bit of wishful thinking but a similar situation here if you're a steelers fan dom like you said pull the plug it's unfortunate it didn't work out with kenny pickett doesn't mean you're calling it quits for the rest of his career but at this point you need somebody to save the season and yes they do have a winning record and they have surprised some people but you're not going to win a playoff game with kenny pickett you just want let alone the super bowl so i think that pittsburgh needs to make that tough call and needs to make that tough decision dom we talked about player movements Yada yada, and then injuries. Let's go into a game. There was a lot of great games that happened this weekend. Some comebacks, some upsets. So let's uh, dissect one game to uh, to yeah that happened this past weekend.
1: Let's talk about the Houston Texans versus the Arizona Cardinals. What a game. I'm bringing this game up right off the bat because yeah. you know what? I watched this football game and I finally saw what I hadn't seen to understand why the Houston Texans are actually successful this year <laughs> believe it or not william yeah. this team on the offensive line is protecting cj strout tremendously which allows him the ability to scan the football field and find his open receivers and boy does he ever have chemistry right now with Tank Dell. Ooh. Tank Dell, eight receptions, 149 yards, one TD. And CJ Stroud, yeah, he's through three picks, but you know what? A lot of them were tip balls here and there. You know, these things happen in football. Overall, CJ Stroud, 27 for 37, 336 yards two TDs I haven't been this pumped in a quarterback since Herbert and I think you know what I might even be more pumped up for CJ Stroud than Herbert just because his ability to scan the football field and stay in the pocket and Houston how they're developing this football team with his right receiver sets this is to me an up-and-coming team I've said it last week I think this team's going to make the playoffs. I really do. I think they deserve to make the playoffs as we sit here today, sitting at six and four. It'd be nice to see them in there. It'd be nice to see some, you know, CJ Stroud getting a a bit of experiment in the playoffs. I'm not saying he's going to go super deep, but still, you know, any taste of the playoffs is great for your development. And as for the Arizona Cardinals, you know, another story, very sad here. It's just Kyler Murray, a guy that was a... You know, a great football star out of college, but also a great baseball player. You know, Kyle yeah. Murray, if I was your agent right now, I would say hang them up and go wow. to MLB. You still have a chance to switch gears. Guys like Deion Sanders back in the day were multi-talented athletes to play different sports. Football is just not for you. I see your skills with your speed, but your inability to see the play is just not you know it's not your position I I know you were a great quarterback back in college but this is the NFL and if you just can't see your receivers I'm sorry Kyler you're just gonna have to move on so go to the MLB become a decent baseball player I hear you got some skills and I'll see you there other than that that's the Arizona Cardinals for you this year I think they're going to be picking number one next year might as well drop the quarterback and move on from Kyle Murray
0: Well, it's funny you say that because I remember my, for me, my biggest knock on Carla Murray is that he doesn't let the play develop. You know, his first read's not there. He tucks it and run. And he's incredible at that. He's incredible at tucking and running. He's incredible at avoiding tackles and, you know, gaining yards and making plays where there's no business making a play on that. So, you know, that is great from his standpoint. I just think he needs to be more patient in the pocket. Um, I remember saying at the time that I was, you know, I was happy he chose football. Look, I I love baseball, one of my favorite sports. It's less taxing on the body, obviously, than football. And I think that, you know, it shows his love for the game that he chose football over baseball. You know, he could have, you know, had a, a, you know, more comfortable career in, you know, in his, you know, his professional sporting career. He chose football. I love that about him. And I think that makes him a competitor. But, you know, if he's going to be, The guy for this Arizona Cardinals team, like you said, who may be picking first overall. If they pick first overall, it's going to be Caleb Williams. Where does that leave Kyler Murray? If you're Kyler, you need to trust your offensive line. You need to trust your ability to move to second, third, and fourth read. He panics. And I think the running around is great. But for me, it almost looks like it's a panic. If you go through second, third, fourth read, it's nothing there. And you, you know, left, right, speed against Oz, and you get eight, nine yards. That's perfect. But don't make it. Don't make your second read a tuck and run. Make your second read your second read. Your running back, your tight end, your check down. Do some of that. Trust your guys. Um, and for Houston here, it's a great story because I, you know, I think it's crazy to think that when a quarterback throws three interceptions in the game, you're kind of still confident with the way he played. And I felt that with CJ Stroud in this game. Like you said, there's a few tip balls, a few decisions he shouldn't have made. He did get sacked three times. But he still passed for 336 yards. Like you mentioned, 27 of 37. And man, I love Tank Dell. I was happy because, I not to toot my own horn, but I drafted Tank Dell. I thought he was going to be a sleeper. And I saw the connection he had with CJ Stroud in the preseason. And right now, they've been lighting it, up, lighting it up. And, you know, Dalton Schultz is not a guy we talk often about. But he's a big, big piece of the Cowboys loss. And like, the Cowboys offense... Has been there the last few weeks. So, you know, maybe they don't miss him all that much. But I think come later in the season, both teams are going to realize what a loss it was for the Cowboys and what a gain Dalton Schultz was from the Houston Texans. He's a good guy. He's a veteran, sure hands. And I love the way this Houston Texans team is playing. And nobody wants them to make the playoffs more than you and I, except for Texans fans. I'll give you guys that. What a game between the Bears and the Lions. I thought the shocker of all shockers was going to happen in Detroit chicago winning the entire game very convincing uh first few passes of the game for jared goff were intercepted this offense seemed nowhere to be found in detroit lions and you know what it's funny because i was watching some of this game on red zone i myself like man how did we ever trust the lions or the detroit lions you know dan campbell's been a great story but you know he's gonna bark this and bark that and then the detroit lions come back and find a way to win this football game and look i know it's against the chicago bears I know they should never be losing to a team like the Chicago Bears. They should have completely blown them out of the water. They didn't cover in this game. Does this game make me a little bit more worried about the Lions before the game started? Yes, it does. And, you know, then you're going to say, like, well, what, what's the bright side? Why am I bringing up this game? I think it's important to see teams when they're faced with adversity. Um, And the Lions have been faced with adversity a few times this season. They got blown out of the waters by the Ravens. Um, And, you know, in the beginning of the season, before the season started, you had guys like me saying, you know, put up or shut up right now, Detroit. You know, your story's been great, but we want to see you guys win games on the field, not just on paper. And then this game too, this this game was over. I don't know how the heck they came back to, to win this game. They scored their defense stood tall. They ended up scoring again late in the game to put it out of reach winning um, this game 31 to 26. Look, it's not a pretty win, but I always say an ugly win is better than a pretty loss and the Detroit Lions found a way to win. You know, in the NFL, you hear it all the time. It's not easy to win games, right? It isn't easy to win games. Chicago Bears are not a good team. Justin Fields, in my opinion, is not a great quarterback but you have guys that still want to win, right? No matter who you're playing, you have nobody, no matter what anybody tells me playing for for a draft pick. They're going out there, they're playing 11-on-11 football, you're boys against boys, men against men. You're saying, you know what, you're my opponent, I'm going to go out there and I'm going to crush you. And regardless of how poor the Chicago Bears are, that's what they did for the most part in this game. Credit Detroit for coming back and winning this game. It wasn't pretty. Trust me, I still have question marks for this Lions team, but I love the fact that they stuck together, They came back. This game was at home. And and I really felt it was the Dan Campbell effect of, let's continue. Let's fight, fight, fight. See what happens. See see if something opens up. And that's what happened in this game. And they beat the division rivals. Great comeback by the Lions. They win by five.
1: Yeah. Jared Goff started off terrible in this game. You know, he threw three picks, but somehow Detroit scores 17 points in the fourth quarter. You're absolutely right, William. This game will go a long way for the Detroit Lions because if they're to go anywhere in the playoffs, they're going to have to be strong in the fourth quarter. They're going to have to overcome whatever adversity they're facing. And you know what? You know, Jared Goff. I'm not a huge fan, but he does do something that a lot of other quarterbacks right now in this league do not, which is push the ball down the field. And if you can do that right now, you have an edge against your competition because we're really lacking a lot of quarterbacks in this league. In my opinion, a lot, a lot of quarterbacks like Justin Fields, you could see have to run for 104 yards, you know? Yeah that's not Jared Goff. Jared Goff's going to have to do it with his arm. So in this football game, 23 for 35 236. not the greatest stats, but still manages to find Jamison Williams late in this football game for a huge TD. And those are the types of throws that need to be done to win football games, in my opinion, in this NFL. If you want to have a leg up, you're going to have to push it down the field you know Detroit all around I think are ready they are ready they have a great offensive line they have you know two good running backs in Montgomery and Gibbs they have a lot of right receivers a lot of depth it really comes down to Jared Goff not making mistakes but Mm -hmm. this football game I'm telling you, William, Jared Goff grew just a bit more and he will take this mistake that he almost cost his football team because I think it was on his shoulders if they would have lost this game. He'll take this and he will grow from it. How far that he takes Detroit this year, Detroit will make the playoff. Trust me, they're sitting at eight and two. They're not going anywhere. It will depend on where Jared Goff will take them. But right now, it's a learning experience. He's just got to grow. And if he wants to stay... With Detroit long-term, he needs to win a round, and he really needs to show the Detroit franchise that they can count on him moving forward. But you know what? Detroit took this game 31-26. Congratulations on a hard-fought victory.
0: Yeah, hard fought is is definitely well said, and it's like look, pretty incredible when your quarterback goes out there, puts up a stinker for the most part of the game, and you're able to win that game. It shows you how deep this Detroit Lions team is, you know, and maybe they're just more than the Jared Goff Saint Brown connection that you know that we always allude to. David Montgomery has been a good surprise. I still can't believe uh, how good this guy's played this year for them. You know, Gibbs is, was a, was a great pickup, but I did not really expect Montgomery to have the role. He's had a, in this game two touchdowns, 76 yards, and only 12 carries excuse me one touchdown but uh, 12 carries 76 yards 6.3 yards a pop impressive and this Lions team is deep I think that this is what exactly what this game is showing I know it's the Bears but it's showing this Lions team is deeper than people think and a a big win for them to come back that way of course you got to clean things up but uh, you know a win is a win so good stuff Detroit they'll take it all right Dom let's continue with our recaps
1: let's go for the Monday night football game between the Kansas City Chiefs and the Philadelphia Eagles The Eagles take a big one, 21-17 over the Kansas City Chiefs. Jalen Hurts in this football game going for 14 for 22, 150 yards, not a touchdown in the air uh, and and a pick. But however, he does get two touchdowns on the ground, 12 carries for 29 yards. You know, this was not a great football game. I think weather played a big factor. It was raining a lot throughout Mm -hmm. the entire game. You know, Kansas City, had a smart game plan to start off this football game, which was Isaiah Peco running the football, 19 carries in 89 yards. But then Kansas City just stalled. And I think this is the Kansas City offense that I've seen since the very get-go, which, you know what? They're missing that one big ride receiver. They try to spread the ball around, and at the end of the day, when – the chips were down. They had to throw a long bomb. And who did it go to? They went to Marquez Valdell Scanting. And what did he do? He dropped the football. He was 0-3 in this football game. You can't go to a guy that is absolutely cold and expect to win the football game. Unfortunately, yeah. they went to Justin Watson a lot. But Justin Watson is at best a number three wide receiver on a football team. Travis Kelsey didn't have his greatest game here, seven uh, receptions on nine targets, but two huge key drops, which was un-Kelsey-like. But I think at this point, you know, a lot of rain came into play in, the, in this game. And the hands are wet. So I'm not going to blame Travis Kelsey on this game. I'm going to blame the inability of Kansas City to have really schemed a number one right receiver on this franchise. It should be Rasheed Rice. If I'm Andy Reid, I'm putting Rasheed Rice on a pedestal and I'm making this guy my star, but they're not. They rather spread the ball around and what happens is guys get cold. Guys don't get the ball often and then it just... Out of nowhere, Scantling gets a, you know, a make-or-break play. You expect him to make it, but if he's cold, why do you, I mean, like, come on, man. Yeah. That's why Kansas City, in my opinion, lost this football game. Mahomes, obviously, you know, under siege a lot in this football game, but, you know, still managing with his happy feet to finding, finding ways to make plays but this is not the same Kansas City Chiefs that we're used to seeing, especially, you know, back in the day where you had Tyree Kill and company. It's not yeah. the same. You're going to have to find ways to win. They had a creative game plan, but at the end of the day, their inability to have a number one wide right receiver cost them in this football game. Philadelphia's secondary is strong. And their receivers, on the other hand, are solid Jalen Hurts might not be the greatest quarterback I'm not a fan whatsoever you know he has to make a lot of plays with his legs and whatnot to be a bit relevant in this NFL but hey it is what it is but when you got two huge studs and Devontae Smith and AJ Brown you can get away with it The the MVP in this football game, in my opinion, was DeAndre Swift, making huge plays that kept this game alive for the Eagles. So you know what? They deserved it. Congratulations for the Eagles. They take it 21-17.
0: I mean, look, the thing is, as incredible and as prolific and magical as Patrick Mahomes is, and in my opinion, the best player in football right now, when you have a limited amount of receivers, it's tough. And I think Kansas City was relying on, you know, mahomes and his magic and you know what an incredible football player he is his iq and his ability to make anybody around him better and look he does have the best tight end in the nfl and travis kelsey and he has you know receivers that he can work with but like you said what happens when when travis kelsey is doubled nobody on this team has shown they can be that wide receiver two and because i'm considering kelsey the wide receiver one and unfortunately it's come back to by kansas city in the butt and you saw it a lot in this game like you mentioned look it was raining it was tough. It wasn't the ideal conditions, but this is going to happen, right? The Super Bowl can be played in snow, right? It's in February. We've seen crazier things happen. So weather conditions and all that stuff, you know, Mother Nature. The but the game of football is played outside. You know, you're going to get dirty, you're going to get in the dirt. So that's, you know, a fair excuse for both teams. But it also favors neither, you know, most, game, both, most games. It's for Philadelphia has to deal with it. Kansas City has to deal with it, you know, so it's not necessarily favoring one team or another. Um, and I think for me, though, that, you know, in this game, you really got to see that for for Kansas City, unfortunately, their lack of aggressiveness in this offseason, you know, bite them in the butt in this game. And for Philadelphia, they kind of won an old-school game. They like to run a lot. Jalen Hurts, you know, did his thing. They come away with the 21-17 to 17 victory. Uh, Eagles defense played good for the most part. I was expecting more scoring in this game, you know, regardless of the rain and, uh, you know, It is tough to move the football uh, when it's raining out there. But, look, no excuses. I wanted to see better from both teams. A good old-school game, nonetheless. And, yeah, Philadelphia takes it. And, you know, you talk about power rankings now. It's hard not to put Philadelphia at one. They sit at nine and one. Kansas City at seven and three. Call me, you know, bananas here. The Denver Broncos win 21 to 20. They are, in my opinion, the hottest team in the NFL. you got to look at Minnesota as well. But, Dominic, the Denver Broncos are only two games back of kansas city in the afc west denver has the tie break because they beat kansas city is there any chance the denver broncos come out of absolutely nowhere after giving up 70 points to the dolphins turning their season around you know now sitting a little bit pretty beating minnesota who's really not that hot as they lost to denver in this game you got two hot teams playing against each other denver showing they were the hotter of the two what is there a chance denver comes away with this afc west or am i just nuts
1: You're nuts, William. (laughs) Absolutely nuts. The Denver Broncos, okay, first of all, it was a fluke that they won this football game. Denver still has a huge problem tackling. Russell Wilson is very old, but they're lucky that they have Sean Payton to keep this team level-headed. Denver did take, you know, they did turn the corner. You know, we saw this coming. We knew that Sean Payton was going to have a bit of struggles early in the season, but we knew at one point he was going to figure out his key players. You know, he's minimized his bench a little bit here. I think Cortland Sutton did have big receptions in this football game that kept, you know, a lot of the drives happening and a big touchdown late. But I think Russell Wilson's best ability right now is just making sure he doesn't make any mistakes and utilizes his experience to kind of just manage this team as far as they could go. But I'm sorry, William. No, this Denver team, they could make the playoffs, but they will go absolutely nowhere. They will be a one and done team. As for Minnesota, on the other hand, I think it's the complete opposite i'm so proud of joshua dobbs yeah. ability to just come into a frigging franchise and just take it like there's no tomorrow and just say let's ride with it and let's see what i can do and remember they were going to win this football game without jefferson and I'm, I'm not saying that joshua dobbs here is the best quarterback in the league by any stretch of the imagination i think the, the new nfl suits joshua dobbs game and the biggest weapon that i see Minnesota half is not a player. It's their defensive coordinator in Brian Flores. He is schooling offensive coordinators this year, and he really will deserve a head coaching position next year. He will be on everybody's number one list. If it wasn't for him, Minnesota wouldn't be as successful. I think that the defense really carries a bit the offense currently. And I think teaching Hawkinson right now in this offense is a stud. And Josh oh, is awesome really lucky to have all these weapons at his disposal i think minnesota is one of those weird teams kind of like new orleans that a lot of people might not pay respect but i think that both those franchises will probably make the playoffs this year and one of the two will win their first round
0: It's pretty incredible to see, you know, Minnesota and Denver, if you would ask me, like, three, four weeks ago, like, oh, man, what a snoozer of a game that's going to be. No Cousins, no Jefferson uh, at this point in the season, Denver playing like a CFL team, to say the least. And this becomes a decent game, 21-20, to but, you know, with both teams on fire, Minnesota was on a five-game win streak. Denver is on a four-game win streak right now, sitting at five and five, like – There's just these weird teams in the NFL right now that are finding these crazy way to win football games. And, you know, it reminds me of the Pittsburgh Steelers, a little bit of the Cleveland Browns, too. We don't know who's going to be quarterback for them next year, next week. It may be be my grandmother, right? But somehow they're they're still going to find ways to win football games. And I love the NFL this year because it's been so unpredictable. You talk about the Joshua Dobbs story. He really reminds me of the Juno Smith of last year. People counted him out. He believed in himself. You know, he took himself to, to a place that, you know, a lot of people could only dream they want to be him. And this is a guy that, you know, people kick to the curb. Gino Smith came back, perfected his craft, and got this team to a playoff spot that nobody thought they could. And Joshua Dobbs has bounced back from team to team, and he's showing no matter who he plays for, he's able to put up numbers. But like we said about TJ Hawkinson, and Dom, I honestly truly believe that he's the most underrated tight end in football, uh, and I can say that he is one of the more underrated players in the NFL. So... Fun game there. Unfortunately, Broncos fans on Demisio doesn't believe you could win the division. I think it's a super long shot. But if you ask me if I would have be saying this a few weeks ago, I would have said you're absolutely nuts. Now you just never know, man. It's been a freaky season in the NFL. Denver looking pretty there. And like you said, on that defense, looking pretty good as well. All right. Let's talk about some more games.
1: Let's talk about the Los Angeles Rams versus the Seattle Seahawks. Speaking of Geno Smith. Speaking of Gino Smith, unfortunately for Gino, Seattle loses. Unfortunately, they missed a late field goal. And unfortunately for them, loses football game 17-16. to 16. You know, the Rams absolutely needed this football game yes, to stay relevant yes. in this playoff race. You know, I think the Rams, Stafford took huge hits in this game. And I thought that at one point he was going to be done. But somehow, old man Stafford finds... Puka Nakua late in this football yes. game for a nice little drive at the end and uh did a good job, you know. And they're still, you know, the running back, the number one running back, is still not playing in this franchise right now. It's been a couple of weeks that we haven't seen him. And I think that when he comes back, we will see the Rams being just that much better. And that will open up Puka Nakua. And hopefully Cooper Cup will also come back because Cooper Cup unfortunately got knocked out, out of this football yeah, game. my gosh. But Kareem Williams is the running back that I think that was carrying this football team early because early in the season, it was really about Puka Nakua. A lot yeah. a lot of defense were keen on him, and that was just opening up the running game. Unfortunately, since he's been gone, the Rams have been struggling a bit. They don't have the best defense either. But I think if they can ride this kind of like last couple of games and stay afloat, I think they can fight for a playoff spot. Speaking of Seattle, Seattle's going to have a mountain to climb in their next couple of games. If you look at their schedule right now, the next four games are the San Francisco 49ers, the Dallas Cowboys, the San Francisco 49ers again, and then the Philadelphia Eagles. So we will find out quick who are the real Seattle Seahawks? I do have a lot of confidence in Pete Carroll. I think Seattle's got a great DB in Witherspoon, but at the end of the day, yes. it still will come down to whether or not Geno Smith can carry this football team. He got hurt in this football game, managed to come back during the last drive, almost did it for those Seahawks. But unfortunately, like I said, their field goal shanked it. It was a long one. It was about a 55-yarder. Yeah, at, uh, you know, Seattle, I think Seattle's at one of those teams that A lot of people might like, you know, overlook Geno Smith. But again, another guy that's willing to throw the ball down the field when you have Tyler Lockett and DK Metcalf, you can afford to take those chances. And the way that I see DK Metcalf in his little rapport that he has with Gino, there's a belief in there. And when you believe in your quarterback, no matter how, you know, bad a reputation he might have, if the belief is there, then success can follow, And you know how Pete Carroll is, right? He's the biggest motivator probably in the NFL, still doing it at his age. And quite frankly, I do expect the Seattle Seahawks to make the playoffs this year. And you know what? They too could very well shock a lot of people. Like we just said earlier in the show, it will come down to matchups, matchups, yes. matchups. Whoever faces who depends on like the pros and cons of both teams. I think a lot of teams have a shot and somebody again this year will shock the NFL, I believe, and it's going to be someone that no one expects will win the Super Bowl. Why not the Seattle Seahawks?
0: Well, that's the thing, Ryan. Right? it's just been like I alluded to such a crazy year and inconsistency for me has been the key word in the NFL. And I know it kind of has a bad rap, but like, Teams are up and down, you know, week in and week out. And look at the Seattle Seahawks team. One week, they looked like they could win the Super Bowl. The next week, they looked like they're going to come last in their division. And in this game, they had the game. But I want to talk about that throw to Puka Nakua by Matt Stafford. You know, Nakua didn't really have much throughout the game. That was a big one. Kiki key, key play in the fourth quarter. I and mean, then the Rams were able to take it. Gino Smith's status for, for tonight is up in the air. Uh, as we record this, it's... um. Monday night, so potentially things change up until then. But yeah, they're going to take on the San Francisco 49ers tonight at 8:20, which should be a heck of a game. Hopefully, Geno Smith is going to be able to play in that one because you know it's a big game. And speaking of those San Francisco 49ers, man, oh man, did Brock Purdy look good? And did he silence the critics for at least one more week? A perfect 158.3 passer rating and. You know, the score in this game is very deceiving because San Francisco put up 27 points in this game, but it almost felt like they were capable of putting up 127. San Francisco uh, in this game controlled start to finish. Purdy, 21 of 25, 333 yards, three TDs. You look at the receiver yards in this game. Brandon Ayuk, 156. George Kittle, 89. Debo Samuel, 63. You know, a touchdown for McCaffrey, a touchdown for Ayuk, a touchdown for George Kittle. It was like, it was... As if, you know, Brock Purdy was playing against a practice squad there. And, you know, it was, they were letting, the defense was letting him catch the ball because he was throwing it on a dime. He looked confident and he looked pumped. You know, there was a few times after his touchdown, you could really see his emotion. And I love when you see an emotion out of a player, especially a quarterback, because, look, they were 5-0. and They were considered the best team in the NFL. They lost three straight. Hmm. Maybe Brock Purdy's not that guy. Maybe he needs Evo Samuel. You know, maybe he had, you know, a bit of a lucky run last season. I really felt in this game, he took it personally. And he showed that he can be that guy from San Francisco, and he's going to be the main player on this team. Not McCaffrey, not Kittle, not Samuel. In his eyes, right? He's going to be that guy. He's going to be the man. And I was really, really happy with his performance in this game. We talk about quarterbacks that needed to step up. Uh, and he was potentially one of those guys. Uh, he had a get-right game, and man-oh-man oh man did pretty look good in this. He was a man amongst boys in this game. I think that's the best way to describe it.
1: Yeah, we talked about San Francisco all year. In our opinion, I think that we think that the this offense is probably the most fluid offense in the entire NFL. I think that when you got yourself some healthy linemen and a Christian McCaffrey that is just probably the best running back in the NFL, I really think that this team can win the Super Bowl. If I had to pick between them, Philadelphia, you know, it's going to be tough. I think that that game would be really interesting to see, and it would probably be decided in the trenches. But right now, Brock Purdy is very, very impressive. I think that, you know, coming back out of that, after that three game losing streak, demonstrating that it wasn't a fluke, you know, that he was a a decent quarterback. I think he grew from that. This was a very tough football game. Don't get me wrong. You know, they took a 27-14, but Bay, their defense is no joke. And for whatever reason, they manhandled them pretty much. Brock Purdy, like you said, a perfect rating as a quarterback against a very solid defense. This goes a long way for QB's confidence. And right now I have to say, you know, San Francisco is a beautiful team and they might be the front runners to win it all this year.
0: Yeah, hey, I like that dump. Let's just continue to recap the week that was. We had the Ravens, like I mentioned, being the Bengals 34 to 20. Cowboys destroy the Carolina Panthers 33 to 10. Uh, we had the a nice come up by the Packers, being those Chargers 23 to 20. Jacksonville all over the Tennessee Titans winning 34-14. The Dolphins led by two picks by Ramsey. Great to have him back winning 20-13 over the Raiders. DeVito shocking the world being the Washington Commanders. Man, I did not see this coming. 31-19 victory over those Commanders. The Buffalo Bills got a get-right game. Their offense looked pretty good. 32-6 victory over the New York Jets, who will be starting Boyle at quarterback tomorrow as they take on the Dolphins. On Black Friday. All right, let's get to the games that are happening. Well, a game actually happening right now uh, as you hear our voices, uh, which should be uh, a pretty good one. Here we got uh, a matchup between uh, two teams in the NFC North. We got the Green Bay Packers, the Detroit Lions. The Lions at home, favored by seven and a half. Dom.
1: Yeah, the Lions. You know that was a huge win last week. I think it carries over. I don't think the Packers are going to be able to score enough points. Give me the Lions. 35-17.
0: I'm going to go with the Lions as well, but I do think it's going to be a closer game. I could see a, a bit of the uh, hangover victory from the Packers in a good way, transporting to this game and the good stuff they were able to do at the end of that game. And the Lions didn't look all that impressive. They got the win, but divisional games are usually close. I'm going to go 23-20 final score for the Lions. Next up, we got the Cowboys hosting the Commanders game at 4-30. Cowboys favored by 11 in this one. That's a big spread. I don't think the Cowboys will cover, but I do think that they'll win this game. I'm going to go final score 28 to 20 in this one. Dallas just looked good, man. You know, they haven't played the best teams recently, but you can only play who's on your schedule and CD Lamb is tearing the league apart right now.
1: Yeah, but this is a huge spread, William. Makes no sense. It is. It to is. Me. It is. 11 points. I know the Commanders lost to the Giants and I think this is what's inflating the spread. You know what? I'm going to call an upset here. William. Wow. I really will. I'm going to call the commanders to win this football game in overtime. Give me the commanders 26 to 20 in overtime.
0: Oh, I love that big Dominic. Good stuff. Next up, another divisional matchup. We've got the San Francisco 49ers at the Seattle Seahawks. Right now, as we do the show, the 49ers are favored by seven.
1: Yeah, the 49ers, a divisional game. Usually Pete Carroll will keep this close. But San Francisco is just amazing right now. And I think that San Francisco will find a way to win by double digits. Give me San Francisco, 28 to 14.
0: Look, I think, you know, Pete Carroll, like you mentioned, a very good coach. And I think he finds a way to keep this close. Whether that's running the football, chewing the clock in this one, no matter who they have at quarterback for this one, I think it'll be tight. But San Francisco, just excuse me, on another level this year, I'm going to go 27, 21, 49ers. All right, game tomorrow, Black Friday. We got the Dolphins at the New York Jets game at 3 o'clock. Man, that's going to be cool. Dolphins favored by 7.5. I think Dolphins are going to win. I think they're going to cover the spread. You know, I think Boyle will be cool to see him getting QB1 reps with the New York Jets here. Um, Miami had a, you know, a subpar game offensively against the Raiders last week. I think their defense is going to be all over this game, maybe even get two scores. I'm going to go Dolphins big in this one. I'm going go to go 34-10 to final score, Miami.
1: Yeah, this is a, another... Kind of like bizarre spread a, a rookie quarterback coming in here yeah. not gonna be amazing but ugh, i'm gonna call a closer game than people think i'm gonna say the dolphins win in overtime 20 to 20.
0: all right i'll take it a win is a win next up sunday games we've got the jacksonville jaguars at the houston texans jags favored by
1: one ooh you know cj Stroud against oh man i just think that <sighs> The problem it's here tough, is, is, is that who's going to be the better quarterback in this football game? And that's basically going to be the outcome, whether it's Lawrence or whether it's Stroud. I think that, you know, Strout's playing just outstanding and Lawrence is inconsistent. I'm calling it. Houston will win this football game in a high scoring affair. Give me Houston 35 to 30.
0: Dom, not to steal your thunder, but I'm jumping on that bag again as well. Give me the Texans 30-27. to 27. I can see this being a close one. I can see this being a good game here. I'm going to go 27-23, two-minute drill. CJ Stroud puts the team on his back, finds Dalton Schultz in the back of the end zone late in the game to get the victory. Texans improved to 7-4 and four and continue to shock the world. Next up, Tampa Bay Buccaneers at the Indianapolis Colts. We got the Colts favored by two. Oh, this is, these games are tough. I'm going to go with the Bucks in the upset. I'm going to go, I know they haven't looked good. Colts are coming off the bye. Uh, Gardner, te- uh, you know, being the leader of this quarterback, uh, excuse me, of this team at the quarterback position. I, I think Baker's going to find a way to squeeze this out. It may not be pretty, but it'll be a win nonetheless for the Colts. I'm going to go 17-16, final score Tampa Bay.
1: Yeah, Who is going to win this AFC South? Your guess is as good as mine, but I'm going to agree with you, William. I think the Buccaneers... That defense, you know, they've been really snagged in the past couple of weeks a lot. I think they find a way to contain the Colts, even the Buccaneers, 24 to 10. All
0: right, next up, we got the New England Patriots at the New York Giants. Patriots favored by three and a half. Man, this is tough here because the Giants just came off a victory. Patriots coming off a bye week. Oh, I think DeVito had a great week last week, but I think it's going to be back to reality in this week. Give me the New England Patriots to win, maybe even get a score on defense as well. Uh, Mac Jones, does, just or whoever the head quarterbacks is, New England Patriots team does just enough to get the victory. I'm going to go final score 20 to 16, Pats.
1: I don't know how they're going to do it, William, but I'm going to go with the Giants, man. Wow. I really will stick with the Giants. I just want to see the Patriots. Feel the pain. And I think the pain will continue. And somehow DeVito will find another couple touchdowns in this football game. Give me the Giants 17 to 10.
0: Oh, Patriots struggles is music to my ears. Next up, we got the Carolina Panthers at the Tennessee Titans. Titans favored by three and a half here. Tough game to call. Tennessee didn't look good last week, but I think they do this week, uh, and they get the victory. I've I just been unimpressed with Bryce Young. And, look, to, to say, you know, the, the season is all on him it is not fair. But did I expect him to be better? Yeah, I expected him to be good enough to cover up the issues the Carolina Panthers have. Unfortunately, it just has not been. I'm not going to go a high-scoring game here. I'm going to go Tennessee wins. They don't cover three and a half. I'm going to go 2017 here, Tennessee. They win by three.
1: You're going to be surprised here. But I honestly think that the Vrabel era in Tennessee is probably over. Wow. I think that Tennessee has packed it in two weeks ago. And they're playing for a draft pick. And the Panthers, yes, the Panthers will find a way to win an ugly game 20-17. to
0: yeah, I like that we got different picks. Good variety. Next up, we got your Pittsburgh Steelers at the Cincinnati Bengals. Joe Burrow Cincinnati Bengals. We got your Steelers favored by one.
1: Oh, this is a tough one, man. I mean, oh, God. I'm going to go with Cincinnati in this game, believe it or not. I just don't believe in Pittsburgh's offense. I just think that Cincinnati can somehow get 17 points on the board and win this football game. So I'm going to say Cincinnati takes it 17-14.
0: You know what? I'm going to go with the Bengals as well and give me my first overtime game of the weekend. 1913 Bengals win. Uh, I'm going to go with a 50 yard rushing touchdown by Joe Mixon to seal the deal for Cincinnati. Next up, New Orleans Saints at the Atlanta Falcons. We got Atlanta favored by one. Ooh, man, game, you know, indoors, both teams play indoors, divisional matchup. It will be a close game, but I'm going to go, if you want to call it an upset, the Saints in this one. Give me Derek Carr. Give me some of that magic. Hopefully he's able to uh, feed the ball to Alvin Kamara, and he's able to put the team on his back as well. I'm going to go Saints 27-24 here over the Falcons.
1: The weirdest team in the NFL, the New Orleans Saints. (laughs) are obviously going to beat the Atlanta Falcons because Ritter, you know, I have no clue how he won back his quarterback position. He will need to be injured, unfortunately, if the Falcons are going to be relevant because they are going nowhere with Desmond Ritter. Give me the Saints in a blowout 35-17.
0: Wow. All righty. Los Angeles Rams at the Carolina Panthers. Uh, Status for Cooper Cup is up in the air, listed as day-to-day. Rams favored by one.
1: Yeah, the Rams against the Cardinals. I think that the Rams, you know, won a huge game and has to carry over. I don't like this game at all, but I'm sticking with my gut. Obviously, the Rams have to win it. Give me the Rams 24 to 20.
0: You know what, Tom? My gut is telling me to pick the Cardinals in here, so I will. I think Carla uh, Murray has a good game and just the uncertainty of Cooper Cup in this one and his inability to get going in terms of health and, you know, being on the same connection or same page as Matt Stafford just hasn't been there. So I'm going to go with the Cardinals winning this game. I'm going to go final score 21-18. to 18. Next up, we got the Cleveland Browns at the Denver Broncos. Broncos favored by one and a half. Give me the Broncos to continue their win streak. They win this game with Russell Wilson throwing three touchdown passes. They put up 27 points on the board. The Browns put up 17. Final score, Broncos win by 10.
1: No, I'm going to disagree with you, William. Oh, wow. I like the young blood. The Broncos have a problem tackling, and the Browns, all they do is run everywhere. So give me the Browns in this football game, 17 to 10.
0: All potential game of the week, 425. Don't want to miss this one, folks. In the city of brotherly love, Buffalo Bills at the Philadelphia Eagles. Eagles favored by three and a half in this one. Oof, I'm going to go game of the week here. I think the Buffalo Bills offense continues to ride high off of last week. I think the Eagles defense uh, in this game gives up a few more points than we think. But I think Jalen Hurts finds a way to eke out another victory and get the 10th win for this Philadelphia Eagles team. Final score, 31-29, Philly.
1: I'm going to disagree with you here, William. <laughs> I will. I think that the short week of the Eagles will be the difference maker. And I think the Bills, you know what, them in Miami... I think are the better teams in the AFC. That's right. Not Kansas city, Miami and the bills are the teams to watch out for in the AFC. And this is going to be a statement game. The bills take it 28 to 24. Oh, that'd be huge, huge, huge for them.
0: Next up, Kansas city chiefs at the Las Vegas Raiders. we got the chiefs favored by nine and a half.
1: Honestly, I want to call an upset here. I really do. (laughs) I think the Raiders can do it, but I can't go that far. Ah, uh, the Chiefs are not going to cover the spread. The Chiefs will take this football game twenty-eight to twenty.
0: You know what? This this spread is a, is a big one nine and a half. And I'm not really sure why it's this big, considering you know Kansas City continues to struggle on the offensive side of the ball. The Raiders actually haven't looked back that, but I was impressed with with uh, McConnell in their game against um, the Miami Dolphins. I don't think it will be enough though to beat the Kansas City Chiefs. I'm gonna go final score here, uh, 21-17 for those Kansas City Chiefs. Next up, Sunday night football. We got the Baltimore Ravens at the LA Chargers. This has the potential to be the game of the week. Let's see which Chargers team shows up. We got the Ravens favored by four.
1: Yeah, Brendan Steely, what a horrible press conference. If people don't realize this, this guy should have been fired long ago. I mean, you've been sleeping underneath a bridge in some lost town. So at the end of the day, the Chargers are going to win this football game. The Ravens, I just think that against the Chargers, the Chargers are going to be able to push the ball downfield. And I think that that will surprise the Ravens. They're not going to be prepared for it. And Justin Herbert will have his best game of the season. Give me the Chargers 28-17.
0: I wish I was as optimistic as you, Dom. You know, the Chargers have burnt me too many times in the behind, and I'm not letting them do it again. I, I told myself I am not picking the Chargers unless they're going to be playing the Hamilton Tiger Cats, who, if you don't know, our CFL team. Shout out to the Alouettes to won the Great Cup. We can talk about that. I'm going to go with the Baltimore Ravens here. Fortunately, it looks like um, Andrew's maybe done for the year. Potential return late in the season. Fingers crossed for that. I'm going to go 31-20, final score for the Ravens. Last but not least, Monday Night Football. we got the Chicago Bears at the Minnesota Vikings. Vikings favored by three and a half.
1: Yeah, Joshua Dobbs' story will continue, and it will continue on Monday night. Give me the Vikings to win. Convincibly, I would say 17-0. I think it's going to be an absolute shutout. Brian Flores' defense is for real, and I think that they will shut out the Bears on Monday night.
0: I think the Bears will only score 13 points. They will not get shut out, but it will not be enough either to beat the Minnesota Vikings. I'm gonna go 27-13 here, Minnesota Vikings. All right, Don, we got just over a minute remaining on the show. What are you most looking forward to today? Or today or this weekend?
1: Me, it's honestly CJ Stroud, CJ Stroud, CJ Stroud. If they beat the Jaguars, they will showcase themselves as being a team to be taken seriously. And the Jaguars better watch out because they're going to be slowly but surely climbing on their backs. I think they do it. And I think they shock a lot of people. Like I said, that offensive line will be able to handle anybody this year. And that's the reason why they're successful. CJ Strout will win that football game. And I can't wait to see.
0: Hey, nice. I'm going to go with the Buffalo Bills here. Look, I I say it every week, and I think I ended with the same speech every show. Opportunity, opportunity, opportunity. An opportunity presents itself for the Buffalo Bills playing the Philadelphia Eagles in Philadelphia. Buffalo, you want to save your season? You want to show your top dogs in the AFC and in the NFL? Go out there, beat Philadelphia in a hostile environment. Do I think you'll do it? No. Does anybody think you'll do it? Only, probably only Bills fans, to be honest. And even now, I think they're worried about this game. Buffalo, Josh Allen, go out there and beat the Philadelphia Eagles and prove you are still Super Bowl contenders. All right, folks, thank you for tuning in. Happy American Thanksgiving to all our American listeners. Shout out to the Alouettes to win the Great Cup. Crazy story there and a nice comeback by them. And thank you all for tuning in. Without you guys, there is no show. We'll be back next week, same place, same time. You were listening to CJLO, 16, 9, Much a.m., Montreal.